back to a better world. This is your host, Mitchell J. Rabin, and I'm very glad you're joining us again today. We are continuing this very important and time-sensitive series, which is about the last election and the fraud that has beset it, specifically in regard to Russians, high-level hackers hacking into and manipulating the vote. There are no words to really describe what this really means and what the implications are. And to help discuss this today is Bob Baer. Bob has been on all of the network channels across the country, CNN, MSNBC, and others, and is a leading authority on subjects having to do with this kind of activity. After all, Bob Baer has been a CIA operative and is the author of several books on related subjects. So it's a real pleasure to have Bob on with me today to discuss this very critical matter and to see what in the world we can do about it. Bob, are you on the line? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, how's it going? Wonderful. Welcome to A Better World. And I think we better start creating one as soon as we can here. So I'd really like to hear what your input is. To, if you would first sort of diagnose and then offer some kind of treatment or remedy to the current situation as you see it. Well, I think there's a couple things we can go down and just take as a basis of fact and that, that Russia is not our ally. We're not talking about Britain somehow, you know, influencing the election. And, and we also have to consider this is a very violent state. Uh, it assassinated Litvinenko in London in 2007, invaded the Crimea. And I don't need to go through all that. But So we've got a president who may have financial ties to Russia. We don't know. We can't see into his accounts. We don't have his tax returns. We've got advisors and nominees to cabinet posts with Russian ties, financial. And he's simply refusing to look into this. And this has become a criminal matter, with the FBI saying, look, Hillary Clinton's emails were hacked by a foreign government, namely Russia, uh, and maybe now a power grid. The DCCC was hacked into by Russia. Go right down the line. This is unprecedented in American history. Simply letting it pass I think is treasonous. Yeah. And I don't really care but, if if if, the, if you held new elections and Trump were elected again without Russian interference or whoever, or maybe Pence. It just doesn't matter. This is not no. what should concern us. A government is using covert action to influence our politics, and as McCain said, it's an act of war. And he's right. Very powerful statement. Very powerful. Bob, in your role as CIA operative, you have an insight into the operations and mechanisms of the CIA, the way they investigate, the way they research, and you also know a lot about their reputation. Would they come out publicly and make the proclamations that they have if they did not have strong, hard evidence to do so? No, we're, we're looking at computer forensics here. It, it's it's like DNA. Explain to our audience what that means. Uh, you can track uh, malware, its origin, uh, who created it. There's a signature. Um, the, you know, and people keep on saying, "Well, they got it wrong on Iraq." 
well, I happened to do Iraqi operations, and the White House came to us and said, what's your best guess whether Saddam kept his weapons of mass destruction? And everybody sat around and said, man, what is this guy, what, what goes through his mind? And they said, yeah, he probably did. And on that basis, the Bush administration launched us into a war. This is something entirely different. This is like entirely. getting stopped by the state patrol after drinking a bottle of vodka, and they say, hey, this is a DUI. And you say, no, I don't, I don't accept the science. I want to have my people look at it. This, this is the kind of evidence you take to court and you get convictions. The FBI takes evidence like this and puts people in jail for life, murder cases, yeah. all sorts of things. And I'm, I'm not sure why we're disputing this. I, I'm not either. I don't want to open up the Iraq question because I feel that there was ample evidence that was on the street, so to speak, to show that he did not have uh, weapons of mass destruction. I don't want to go. Yeah, but I only bring it up because path. because Trump but, is brought it up, and yes, that, that's exactly. the only reason he's comparing and but apples to, and oranges. Exactly, it is, and you're making the reason you're stating the basis for the fact that it's apples and oranges. Here we have. IP addresses. We have what you call, you know, foot, footprints of the Russians in our voting systems. It's not just the hacking into the DNC and RNC as if that weren't enough in itself, and then the leaking through WikiLeaks. So that in itself is actually damaging and influencing. So that's one level of it. And the next level, of course, is the actual access to our own voting machines. Could you comment on that? You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna simply because I'm, I don't know enough about it, and I only sort of talk about what I know about. And the, the, the fact is, we were attacked. Our system was attacked on, during these elections. Um, yeah. But I, I just simply cannot comment on whether they tipped the elections or not. It's, it's way beyond my knowledge. Or, or the facts at my disposal, but it doesn't really matter because what the thing is, the results are not legitimate. I mean, it's yeah. just like when the CIA overthrew Mossadegh in, in, in Iran, we just have to admit that we interfered with their political system. I don't know what exactly. would have come out of that, but the point is we did, and this happens, and Russia did it to us. The fact is... That bothers me is there's a large proportion of our population saying it doesn't matter. Well, it is going to matter when one day the Russians invade Poland or take the rest of the Ukraine, uh, dismantle NATO, or turn off our electricity or destroy it. And then, then will it matter to Americans? I, I hope so. I hope so. Well, you know, we, can, we don't even have to go that far. We just have to look at the election, uh, the midterm election of 2018, and then the next presidential election of 2020. Which foreign power are we going to select to invade our voting system then? Isn't and are we gonna, yes, and are we going to ignore it at every turn? And then we become a banana republic, the, one, the same ones the CIA used to manipulate during the Cold there War. There you go. There you go. And is that so, what we really want as Americans? I, you know, I, I just, I just find it. You know, I, I'm, I'm shocked. I have never seen so much uh, in the American political system so much dis disregard for international law, disregard for um, even you know, US an enemy law, like Russia. Matter. Yeah, even for U.S. Um, law. I mean, and by the way, I think illegal Putin is on brilliant. every count. 
I, you know, if I were in Putin's position and thought the way he did, that, that, that his country depends on the instability, the political instability of the United States, I'd do the same thing. I just don't, let's not classify this guy evil or bad or whatever. It's just say he's, he's a Russian and he's doing what he was trained to do. And he thinks there's a war on. And he had a reason to go after Hillary Clinton, and he did. And that was because of the colored revolutions in the Ukraine. And he thought we manipulated their elections by, by sending in, uh, you know, money for democracy in Russia. It doesn't matter whether he's right or wrong, but no. the, what does matter is our reaction. Correct. And our simply taking facts and denying them is, is like denying physics, denying evolution. <laughs> denying Everything. gravity, exactly. Are we going sure. to deny it all? So, what's interesting here, Bob, is that President Obama is focusing on the Russians and sanctions against the Russians, but who's looking at home and simply connecting the dots? And as you're saying, we have had an invaded election. As McCain said, it could be considered an act of war. Apparently, a colleague of yours, Michael Morell, called it a political 9-11. What more do you need? How entrenched are the Republicans and self-interested that they are not waking up to the fact that they are, in a sense, complicit in hijacking our country and our democratic values and integrity? I mean, isn't well, that they are, but really I think our hope at? in all of this is McCain. And I was talking to an ex-Democratic senator yesterday called me up, and Mitch McConnell. I never thought I would ever say that Mitch McConnell would be the savior of this republic, but, but that's what we have right now. And, and McCain, what, we have to support him. You have to what flood was Mitch McConnell? His... Thank you. Yes, I mean, it's, it's pretty desperate when you've got to turn to Mitch McConnell, but you, people should be flooding Congress with calls saying – that anybody who supports Russia on this is is it's an act of treason. Exactly. This is how this is very powerful language, Bob. I mean, you've been around. Well, I how believe long were you in the, I mean, how long were you in the CIA? I was in the CIA 21 years. I know what political manipulation is. I know what the KGB is. I know what intelligence is. I was completely against the Iraq war, but based on the right. intelligence, not because of morality. And if, if a country cannot defend its electoral system, it can't defend itself. It's no longer a sovereign country. Yes. That's the stake here. I'm so glad and, you've stated it so clearly. This is and I don't care if we have another election and Trump is elected with a, a, a resounding majority. It's better than having a president. You wonder about the legitimacy of his authority. Absolutely. I mean, clearly I care, but it's the system we care about. It's the system. It's the system, exactly. It's either going to be President Putin selecting our next president or the American people electing our next president. And this is about the rule of law. This isn't a partisan matter whatsoever. And I think people really need to parse this that clearly, understanding these important distinctions. And it always looks like it, people are huge. so self You know, if, if, Trump wants, if Trump wants to build a wall on the Mexican border, that, that is a, that's the decision of, of a sovereign power. That is, this isn't what it's about, or this isn't about uh, Roe versus Wade. This isn't about the, the politics or the environment. This is something much more basic. I mean, I mean climate change obviously exists. And we're contributing to it. And if we don't do something, we're going to be in big trouble. But that's a political issue. Well, the issue. DOD says it's our largest 
national of course, security Of course it is, issue. but this is something we take care of internally, and we fight it out politically and with money and court cases. But it's when foreign powers get to hack our elections, um, that scares me. Well, that's the end of democracy, absolutely. So, yeah, do we want me, do we want to give up democracy because um I don't know why. I don't know I don't know why anybody would take that make that choice. Why would we lose the integrity of our democracy? We're supposed to be the shining star of democracy across the world, are we not? Yeah, well, well apparently no one's America? concerned enough to move move the, you know, do anything about it. What are your colleagues saying to you? Uh, they shrug their shoulders. It's it's like it's sort of over, you know. The the cynical ones, you know. I mean, it, it, people that you know, it's the same way with the FBI. I mean, they these people may be very conservative and belong to Fox Nation, but they recognize when, just like McCain, that that we've been assaulted, our our yeah. democracy. So do they that, want to stand up for and call for a new election? Uh, they, just they just don't think it's They just don't think it's nullified. They, oh, they, don't, they think don't think it's so. That's just a belief system. That's not reality. That's just an opinion. But oh, they, well, they don't know. They're not. Heart. They're not constitutional lawyers. They don't know. They don't know how the Supreme Court would react. They. I mean, that it's. Um, you know, they they just don't know. And we're and we're talking they, about a conservative bunch of people here. Understood. Um, you would think that they would be riotous about it even if they don't know constitutional law. I don't think any American needs to know constitutional law to have an immediate reaction and impulse to say, that's not right. We well, the, com- the complacency right. goes across the government. It just, uh-huh. it's, it's in the government. It's, it, it, it's Americans. Will, you know, so what do we do now? You know, it's like, you know. I see. And that, that's a little scary, isn't it, Bob, for that type of reaction? with people in high positions of office and authority. Well, I think it's scary because, I mean, I didn't take, you know, the Cold War particularly seriously in the sense that it was an existential conflict and we were all going to die. I mean, I didn't wake up in the morning and think of that, but it's just the idea that the KGB could could hack into our system. Not that they did. I mean, it doesn't surprise me, and I, I know what goes through Putin's mind, what surprises me is the reaction, and you know, or the people saying oh, the Democrats are just sore losers, which is just—it's they completely missed the point. Truly. So, what would you say? I mean, after all, on on uh, January third, the president of the Senate, Joe Biden, is supposed to be ratifying with the rest of the Congress the newly seated representatives and senators. What do you think we ought to do about this? I mean, I know I've oh, written a man. letter that's, to that's Vice a, President that's Biden one. telling him to defer that until we get a ruling from the Supreme Court to what we feel should be a nullification of well, this election for all the reasons you have you're to laying, ask, out, you have, laying out. You have to ask the Supreme Court what, what its view of this is. On, on a guarantee clause, you just have to ask them. I mean, I think the Supreme Court, and then just say, "Look, we, there's there's nothing to be settled here." And then, then at least we have an outside body, and I don't care what the vote is. Is somebody has looked at this, just as somebody should look at the forensics in a very organized, dispassionate way. 
Yeah. And that should be a, a, a select committee not driven by politics and have a you know, blue ribbon commission people we can trust. It, it simply have to look at this. But just to, just to dismiss it is, like I said, it's, 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 it's treasonous. So in the best of all possible worlds, Bob, what would you suggest people of conscience and caring about maintaining the integrity of the United States government and democracy say or do? Uh, I think our, our best hope is Congress. And I would flood, if anybody cares about our democracy, just flood the wires with calls, postcards, um, mm-hmm. and money um, mm-hmm. and committees to put so much pressure on Congress that they have to deal with the facts. Yeah. And, 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 and I would take the most, and it doesn't matter that we're the Republican. In fact, I would rather see the Republicans uh, take point on this than anybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would just love because, for... Yeah. Man, if McCain called me up and said, Will you come work for me to figure out you know, what's go- what, if this in fact was an attack on our democracy, I'd in a minute. And I'm, you yeah. know, I vote Democrat. Well, so could you share it, it, but that doesn't matter anymore. What happened with your phone call from Mitch McConnell? No, I didn't talk to Mitch McConnell. I was just talking to a senator about Mitch McConnell. We were laughing oh, that I Mitch see. McConnell's is, is the big could be our big savior. I'd work for Mitch McConnell. Yeah. I would think that Mitch McConnell has already spoken out. Paul Ryan has spoken out a little bit. And it's just embarrassing. This is a moment of, you use the word treason. That is very, very strong. And do you feel that that is really what we're looking at here? If we, do, if we don't look at the evidence and come to an objective, rational conclusion, yeah, it is. I mean, I mean, it's like it's like the police finding a dead body and and, and saying, "Well, yeah, it's easy. Let's just call it suicide." You know, that yeah. somebody's been uh, the corpse has been murdered. No, you have to do the forensics. We it has to be brought out in the open. We simply cannot sweep this under the carpet because the next time, the next election, it'll be worse and it'll get progressively worse. Absolutely. I mean, it, it all. I mean, can you imagine what the comedians are going to do on the circuit with this? You know, they're going to call for people to line up and say, "Who would like to hack our election next time, folks? We're taking bets right now." Well, plus, it's, I mean, it's the United States becomes into, the laughing stock of the world. It, it's a crime to get into email and selectively leak stuff. I mean, people get in my. You know, I write sarcastic emails, but if you took them out of context, they might. You know, you could frame somebody for anything. I guess so. Absolutely. I mean, it's 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 against the law. I mean, we we either gonna you know uphold the laws or not. And if we're not, then then we become you know. I we used to say Nigeria on the Potomac, but that's an insult yeah. in Nigeria. <laughs> well, when you have the integrity that the United States has had in so many ways for so long and has been the traditional democracy in the eyes of the world and speaks about human rights so publicly, uh, it would lose its standing worldwide. I don't know why this is not... Let let me say something totally politically incorrect. Where's Joe McCarthy when we need him? (laughs) 
<laughs> that is incorrect, and yet I understand the implication, absolutely. So I would imagine, I mean, you're a well-traveled man. I'm sure that there are some people in your circles that are just aligned with what you're saying and where you're coming from. Is that so? A lot of people are too scared to say what's on their minds, and especially if you're, you know, you're in Washington, D.C., and you spend a career in the federal government, and you're a Russian specialist, yeah. and you're, you're living off government contracts. Mm. I mean, that's always been the case. I, don't, I have no contracts. I don't belong to any political organizations. You're um, free. Yeah, yeah, and it's, you know, CNN could fire me tomorrow, and, well, yes. Know. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. I wanted to actually raise that point with you since you're yourself getting so much media coverage. Uh, what do you I don't, feel you know, by the way, I don't care about media coverage. If I was off television never on it again and found a different way to make a living, I would do it. Oh, I understand. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not on a crusade. I just, I just say what, I, what, what occurs to me, having done what is real counter for espionage oh, no, this for is years. why you are such a, uh, you know, you, you're a, a star in the space because very few people are actually willing to speak their true mind and they're not bought and paid for by some other organization or interest. So I'm asking you, Bob, what do you feel, taking the temperature of media altogether, what are you seeing their role is in all of this? Or let's oh, say even pound, publicity. Pound, pound the facts. Just pound them home. And, and and get people off that are clearly have an edge and a bias and get them off TV, you know, just stop listening to them. Yeah. And like I yeah. said, if, if we got, if at the end of this we decided that Trump was overwhelmingly the choice of Americans, uninfluenced by foreign espionage service, you'd live with it. You'd live with it. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and this is not about getting Trump out of office. It's It's simply did an attack on the United States occur. Well, the, that is true, and and I'd like to hear what you have to say about this. There has been word about the coziness of his relationship with Putin, and there's been talk about him being a Russian asset, a lapdog. Well, I mean, we, we need to know where he's... That, does, that does, would be blatantly illegal as well, so what do you have to say well, about that? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, that's you go you, you, you get the electric chair for that, but... We want. I want to know. Did, did he take right? any Russian money and loans to to float his hotels when they were in trouble? I don't know that. Maybe probably not. Maybe not. But wouldn't you like to know? I sure would. I sure would. And not to mention, you're also hovering around the other important point, which is also unconstitutional. And I wrote this to Obama as well. Here we have a man with vast business interests all over the world, including. It appears in Russia, and but even that aside, according to the Constitution, as I understand it, Bob, no president is allowed to be receiving profit from a foreign government. So that means that once he gets sworn in, if he gets sworn in, I should really say, um, the, when he puts his hand on that Bible swearing to uphold the Constitution, He's going to be in violation of that constitution right then and there. Ipso facto. Uh, it's the emoluments clause, I think it's called. I, yeah, I mean, right. it's like exactly. it's like when you work for the federal government, you cannot take an income outside that is completely documented. You can you can work at Starbucks, fine, but.
but they need to know whether it's a conflict of interest. So I don't. The federal government is run that way. I mean, I, you know, you you have to even if join organizations like the ACLU or the NRA. You have to tell the CIA. They yeah. just want to know, and does, does it affect your judgment or your interests? And it's it's the way the federal government has ever run since the Civil Service Act. And if we decide to throw that out the window, let's might as well throw the First Amendment out, the Second, Third, Fourth, any you know anyone you want. If you can rip so, up the Constitution, just rip it up. <laughs> so again, I want to come back to the Americans, and I will say I can assert with certainty that there are literally millions and millions of Americans who are appalled at what has gone on, and they also believe that, given the word treasonous, they would say, yes, I believe that this is treasonous behavior, and we have to stop it. I don't care about who was said to have won that election. All the pollsters said one thing, by the way, and were proven 100% wrong, but Nobody even cares about that. It is a curious fact. But we Look, want as far as I know, an America that's an America. Assistance from a foreign government, an intelligence service, uh, whether witting or unwitting, is a violation of the Espionage Act. I mean, Christ, we're, we're, we're going after reporters under the Espionage Act for simply talking to whistleblowers. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean... Exactly. And they're not working for foreign governments. I, I just I find the whole conversation bizarre. And, and the fact is, the you know, the KGB's back and they they're eating our lunch. And I, exactly. I should probably leave it at that. And it, it's up to Americans whether they're going to let this happen. But in your heart, with your knowledge and your experience, you feel that is it so that this should be nullified? because of the invasion of our system, and therefore we would need to have a new election. Is that correct? Every democracy in the world, a serious democracy, whether it's Ukraine, France, if they had foreign influence, whether it tipped the election or not, would hold new elections. I'm not sure why we shouldn't. And I'll I, I, I just leave it at that. But thank you very much. I appreciate it, Bob Bear. Thanks so much for being Thanks. on. Bye. And we'll be in touch with you soon. Bob Bear, CIA operative, author, outspoken uh, man about this very serious issue. And it is a pleasure to have him on the airwaves here at A Better World to share with everyone how he feels and where he stands with this incredibly critical matter. Do you know, human beings are a funny, funny animal. I think we all know that by now. And they tend to go with the sheep. They tend to flock together. And, you know, it's actually a survival mechanism, and I understand it. Then there are those people who are willing to stick their neck out and be the leader, pioneer a new way of looking at something. And eventually, people slowly and surely come out from under the covers and say, yeah, you know what, that's not a bad idea. In fact, you know what, even more, I thought about that a long time ago. Is that so? But as soon as they feel that it's comfortable to come out from under the covers 
from a position of cynicism and skepticism and stand up and really allow themselves to feel what they're feeling and to perceive what they are really perceiving in front of their own eyes, awake, alert, and sober, things change. And I can say that I feel fortunate enough to be dealing with a very interesting group of people who are exactly that that tenor of people, that type of person with the kind of integrity and foresight, creativity, and willingness to stand up. Kirsten Elaine Martin, Kelly Semholtz, Gerald Sanders, to name but a few of the people who are working assiduously behind the scenes to make a difference here in our country and to what we're really talking about in no uncertain terms coming exactly from what Bob Baer was just saying and implying. We are looking at the demise of our own democracy if we do not properly and appropriately declare this election null and void. That's what we're looking at. Why is this such a big deal? If we know that the Russians hacked, 17 agencies have come forward and stated same. Could they be lying? Deceiving us? I doubt it. And it's not that they haven't before, by the way, and that's a point well made and well taken. However, this isn't just surmising. This is hard and fast evidence that we have. You could call it DNA inside the voting booths here in the United States of America. Now, it's true. There are brilliant hackers, and in fact, one of those that was just expelled is considered by several sources to be the best hacker in the world. They know how to cover their footprints, their fingerprints. They know how to do it. There are technologies that sort of like, um, what is that called, invisible um, ink, you know, where you write something and then it disappears and you don't even know that something was written. Well, it's the same thing. It's sort of like quicksand. You know, everything just disappears and voila. You know, the United States and Israel has been, have been using this um, internationally. I'm not going to go into that. It's a whole very interesting thing that people actually need to know about. But there are ways of intervening, interceding, and the United States is actually responsible for having participated in this kind of thing. But that has nothing to do, in fact, with what we're looking at here, because despite what we may have done to others over time, we're now looking at what another country, a foreign power, and somewhat adversarial at that, but even if it were not adversarial, even if it were a friendly, amicable nation and an ally, they're still not allowed to gain access to our voting, just not allowed. That's our asset, if you will. That's the asset that actually creates a viable democracy. So why in the world 
would we let that just go south? It, it defies every single sense of identity in every fiber of our body what it means to be American. And God knows there are plenty of onslaughts on that sense of identity as it comes to us through voting. We know Greg Palast in his The Best Democracy Money Can Buy back in the year 2000 shows us just some of the horrific occurrences of the throwing out of ballots. The, the black vote has been so marginalized across the country. This is enough to make any true human weep at the types of insults to the sense of integrity and humanity. Yet, now we've stepped it up, folks, to now an external power, a third party, a foreign adversarial uh, government at that, sort of like adding insult to injury, and that it is, is what we're dealing with here. So what do we have? Let's listen back to some of what Bob Baer shared with us, and that is that uh, he says there should be a call to action that by the millions Americans should be protesting in any way, shape, or form that they feel in their heart to protest, whether that is writing letters or emails or tweeting or Facebooking the government websites, uh, writing to Obama, writing to senators, Congress, and making your voice heard. Some people are going to be demonstrating in front of the White House, I believe, starting tomorrow. And there are ways to participate and get this moving. There are millions of people that are behind us now, truly millions. And the more we mobilize actively, explicitly, and publicly, the more effect we're going to have on the outcome. Just remember that everything, everything is precipitous. Everything changes in a heartbeat. Do any of you remember 9-11? Well, I was right in downtown New York when it happened. And one day it was beautiful and sunny, blue sky, and minutes later our buildings were being plundered by airplanes. And they say the day the world changed. Well, guess what, folks? That just happened according to the former director of the CIA. Those aren't my words. A political 9-11. But if the media doesn't frame it that way, then you don't see it that way. But here at A Better World, I am framing it this way. We are, with the guests that I have had on over the last several, several shows, are making it abundantly clear how serious this is and that we need to Stand up right now and have this, this election recalled, nullified by the Supreme Court for Obama, preferably, to stand up, the Republicans especially, to stand up and do something about this. It begins most soon with the ratification or the delay of the ratification, if we as a group call for it, of 
the senators of Congress on uh, on January 3rd. So what would I say is the first call to action? Write to Joseph Biden and write to the Republicans and ask them to stand up for not going forward with the ratification process until this matter is resolved. Well, it's interesting. The matter has been somewhat resolved. We have the evidence. We have the smoking gun. We know for sure all 17 intelligence agencies have spoken. They have already spoken, and they have said, this is what happened, folks. Now it's open to a court of law to really jurisdict as to the disposition of this election. And as Bob said, every other country in the world, if they were encountering something like this, a known invasion of their election calls for new elections, i.e., what's the big deal? I think all of us are frightened to have to go through that campaign cycle again. Well, guess what, folks? There's some good news. What we are proposing is that we start post-primary without the um, debates and all of that. No, 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 no. It's just a clean, clear, explicit election process, a voting process. And we pick up, in a sense, from where we left off. It's sort of like with the computer. You have um, a restore point. You just go back, you reset it, and you go forward with either hand-counted ballots or a guest who will be on the show very soon, a gentleman named Brent Turner, brilliant man, who has been working with voting systems that are open source and give us this amazing opportunity to have an unhackable, virtually, no pun intended, virtually unhackable type of election and voting system. So we'll be getting to that uh, sometime next week. So please stay tuned for it, and you'll be getting a whole new layer of the entire conversation regarding upgrading voting in America. Well, I want to just thank you all for joining me today on A Better World. It's such a pleasure to have you, and your listening uh, to these points is just so vitally important for us to protect our democracy here in the United States. And it's a practice of integrity for us all, let's be honest, to stand up for what we believe in and be outspoken about it. That's our practice, folks. So please, if you're listening to this, take it to heart. Do your own research. Do your own diligence. Don't just naysay because it's easier, because if it looks easier now, believe me, it's going to be a whole lot harder trying to reestablish a proper democracy after it's taken away. And we have our hands on the levers right now, and we can do something about it immediately, i.e. pronto. Remember that, if you would, you if you do not yet receive our newsletter, it's free. It's at our, at our website, www.abetterworld.tv. If you want any of our services through A Better World, go to www.mitchellrabin.com. That's M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L, 
R-A-B-I-N.com, and we'll be glad to discuss those with you. We are also a 501c3, a nonprofit organization, and we sustain through your kind generosity and making an investment, truly an investment, in creating a better world. So thanks again for joining, and I look forward to speaking to you 